Have you experienced seasons of life when things were unusually hard? You felt pressed from all sides and tossed and turned by the storms of life. Well, you're not alone. What you'll discover today is that the trials of life are tests. When they come, we will either wither under them or learn from them. Stephen's talking about this today as he continues his wisdom journey through the Bible. This lesson is called Lessons from Unexpected Storms. Perhaps you remember those terrifying moments in school when your teacher began class by saying, take out a sheet of paper now and you're going to be given a pop quiz. Well, there's no time to study. There's not even time to pray. Well, today in our wisdom journey, we're going to watch the Lord effectively give his disciples a pop quiz on the subjects of faith and trust. Now, at this point in time, here in the text, the sun is setting on what uh, scholars are calling Jesus's busiest day. He's been delivering parables, first to the crowds and then in private settings to his disciples. It's been a busy day, but, but now it's time for that pop quiz. Let's find out what they're learning. Well, that quiz happens to be recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I want to pick up the narrative in the Gospel of Mark. We're here in chapter 4. Let me read it, verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat. The sea is also referred to as a lake. It's about 13 miles long, 7 miles wide, The Sea of Galilee happens to be home territory to several of these disciples, by the way, and they know this lake like the back of their hand. So Jesus says to them, let's go across to the other side. Now, that's a key part here in this pop quiz. Are they listening? Jesus doesn't say, let's go into the middle of the lake and all drown. No, he says, let's go to the other side. Well, verse 37 then tells us, A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. Well, this must have been a powerful storm. Here in verse 38, In the midst of this terrifying storm, Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. By the way, Luke's account implies that as soon as Jesus' head hit the pillow, so to speak, he was fast asleep. Let's remember, Jesus is entirely divine, and yet at the same time, he is entirely human. This has been a busy day, and he wants to take a nap. Well, now that storm we're reading about grows so fierce that eventually these experienced fishermen panic. They wake Jesus up, crying out here in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' Notice here, the disciples are accusing the Lord, Lord, don't you understand that we're all going in for a swim? We're all probably going to die. Don't you care? Now, keep in mind, the disciples have every reason to fear capsizing. Uh, They're not out there on this lake in a large ship. This isn't the Mayflower. In fact, I saw the remains of a typical first-century fishing boat when I visited a museum in Israel, and it wasn't really much more than a glorified rowboat. 
I, I couldn't imagine being out in the middle of a lake in that boat during a storm. But there's a deeper issue here. They've been listening to Jesus' parables in which he's presenting himself as the one who's going to bring in the kingdom. Well, right now they're not so sure he can bring their little boat in to the other side of the lake. So we read here in Mark's gospel, verse 39, Jesus awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Be stilled here literally could be translated, be muzzled or be silenced. And you know, when he gives this command, the wind ceases and the water instantly becomes calm. Now here in verse 40, the Savior looks at them and says, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Now, the disciples don't respond to him. Verse 41 just says, They were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? You see, their eyes have just been opened in a new way to see who Jesus really is. The Lord has has pulled back the veil from his divine power and revealed his sovereignty over the natural elements. And the disciples are learning the lesson that their faith isn't in a mere man but in the creator of nature, the controller of everything. Have you ever thought about the fact that some of the best lessons are learned in the middle of a storm, during uh, desperate times when those pop quizzes of faith and trust show up and, and they're unexpected in your life? Well, here's a lesson we can learn from this scene, and that is this. The Lord uses desperate situations to deepen our faith. You know, when I read this account here, I wonder why the disciples waited so long before they woke up Jesus. Why didn't they wake him up 15 minutes earlier at the first gust of wind or the first sign of of waves lapping into their boat? Why'd they wait so long? Well, we're not told why they waited until the boat was nearly swamped, but I would guess that it was because they thought they could handle it on their own. Besides, many of them were fishermen. They'd survived many storms out there on the Sea of Galilee. (laughs) This was their turf. I can imagine some of them thought, you know, Jesus is tired. Besides, you know, he hasn't spent time out on this lake like we have. He's a carpenter. We're fishermen. We can handle this. I have no doubt that Jesus has taken them out there to the, the very place of their proficiency to teach them to trust his sufficiency. He's taken them out to to where they think they know best, and he's going to show them he knows better. You know, maybe in your own life right now, the Lord is using a desperate situation to develop and deepen your need for his wisdom and strength. Well, there's another lesson here. Here it is. The Lord uses desperate situations to demonstrate his deity. You know, when they woke him up and cried, we're going to die, we are perishing, well, Jesus didn't tell them to come back later on when they had a little more courage. No, he, he wanted to give them one more illustration of his sovereign control over every situation, even out there in what would have been a hurricane. I like the way Psalm 89 puts it, who is as mighty as you, O Lord, You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. The heavens are yours. 
The earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it. You see, Jesus is literally demonstrating the words of that psalm. He's the Lord of the universe. Now, don't misunderstand. Jesus isn't uh, suggesting here to the disciples that that he's always going to quiet down the storms of life. In fact, all but two of these disciples are going to die as martyrs of the faith. Jesus doesn't guarantee the absence of storms. He guarantees his presence in the midst of the storm. He, he might not choose to calm those external waves and wind, but he can bring internal calm to our troubled hearts. And, and we're going to learn all over again that we can indeed be still and know that he is God. I happen to believe that many of you listening to me right now are in the middle of a storm. You're experiencing some unexpected trial or tragedy or difficulty or or some sorrowful scene or, or painful situation. Let me tell you, when your boat enters a storm like that and you feel like it's going to capsize, don't, don't miss the obvious solution here. Don't wait. Go to Jesus. Don't wait 15 more minutes. You know, it's so obvious that sometimes we miss it. You need to run to Jesus. Don't, don't wait any longer. Tell him all about your trouble and all your fears. He can even handle your accusation that, well, he must not care about you or you wouldn't be out there in that storm. The disciples did. Lord, we are perishing. Do you not care? And you know what they learned? They learned all over again that he does. He does care. In fact, many years later, when he's an old man, Peter, one of these fishermen out here on the boat uh, during this storm, will tell us in a letter he writes, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, to cast all our cares, all our anxieties on the Lord because he cares for us. No matter what that, that unexpected pop quiz in life happens to be, The Lord will always care for you. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Stephen called today's message, Lessons from Unexpected Storms. Do you know anyone whose life is being tossed and turned by the storms of life? Please consider sharing this lesson with your friend. They might appreciate the encouragement from God's Word. One of the easiest ways to do that is to send them to our website, which is wisdomonline.org. They'll find this and all of Stephen's discipleship resources posted there. Join us next time to continue along the wisdom journey 